0: Type of chemistry that a team would have because LeBron is the the do it all position. He and overranks the, the coach. coach. Let's face it. Yeah, exactly. He outranks the coach all the time. Pulls rank, and it's you know that's not going to allow your team to have the type of cohesion that you want. And I don't know what type of system they're trying to implement. Honestly, I've seen them play. I've seen them move that ball. They play inside out. They play through LeBron, of course, but. He, he doesn't seem to know how he wants to get people going early all the time. And even if he does, they always have a stretch where they just crumble, where they go dry. And they look, they start looking around, and they don't know where the shot's going to come from. And
1: they get a little, you know. Yeah. I see all the time LeBron has a ball. Nobody's moving. Nobody's cutting.
2: Here's the thing. What I think goes on. I'm like,
1: what the fuck is this?
2: I think what goes on is these players, just like Kyrie said, you know, he wants to be a true point guard. That's only the only position he wants to play. Maybe some of these players, you know, when they come onto the Cavs team, LeBron tells them, you need to learn how to do every role so that you're successful in every role. So if someone's out, hold on. So if someone's out, you can play that role. And it gets these people who are only – concentrating on their one role to then have to take on that extra responsibility to learn a different role and it messes with them and they can't mesh. They don't know when to well, turn it on from one position to another. What
1: Kyrie's talking about is on, on the Cavs, they only run two plays. You give the ball to LeBron and he's going to isolate. You're going to give the ball to Kyrie. He's going to isolate the whole entire game.
2: I don't like iso ball.
1: I, I don't know if that was their whole
0: playbook the whole time. I, I'm pretty sure they ran a couple of sets there, you know, and, and especially in the playoffs, I've seen them, you know, dissecting and running running up a couple of X's and O's more so when they executed. But, you know, it wasn't it seemed to be consistent went, because when they run the plays and it gets an open shot for somebody else – but time after time, the role players aren't stepping up and knocking them down. Then it just becomes ISO ball for Kyrie and LeBron all night. And even that made no sense because you oh, you got two nasty dynamic players. Why are you not running the pick and roll with those two? You can always create movement and shift to defense. But ISO, I don't know, so many teams, you see the Rockets, they, these guys, they, they there's believe an in issue, that.
1: There's an issue going on there. There's not superstars out there that are going to leave the best player in the world, you know, if he's really the best player in the world.
2: Yeah, I guess that's up for, you know, that's a matter of opinion. But come on, let's move on to the yeah. um, next topic. We have a lot of topics to go over. Should a second-year rookie be considered for Rookie of the Year? And now and now, this is solely going to focus on Ben Simmons being in the NBA for two years oh. and being a NBA, uh, Rookie of the Year contender. Now, do you believe that – I don't believe they should be called second-year rookies, and I'll get into that later, but do you think that a second-year rookie, as what the NBA labels him as, be considered for rookie of the year due to him receiving all the benefits of playing with NBA players his first year? Not necessarily playing the NBA games against other teams, but at least practicing and and learning from that
1: NBA team that he's on. Yeah, I think he should be disqualified because he's – Traveling with the team all year round, he's getting mm-hmm. nutrition, the training, the development. He's watching, you know, he's seeing how it is to travel. And when these rookies come in, like Kuzma, um, and Tatum, these wet behind the ears, they have to experience all that stuff while they're playing. This guy didn't play the whole first year. He knows what to, kind of to expect. He's scrimmaging, you know. He's non-contact, you know, but. I don't think he deserves to be the rookie of the year after developing. And you've seen how small Embiid was when he first came into the league and how monstrous he is now and the amount of games he didn't play and what they're doing with Marcon Fultz right now, which is the same thing across the process.
2: Okay. I I, I hear your take. I hear what you're saying, Clutchville.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, it's an interesting take. I definitely hear him out as well. I think that, you know, Traditionally, I, I'm always about keeping things respecting the tradition of the game, the history of the game. Traditionally speaking, we've—it's ha- not you know unheard of for somebody to not play the entire first, you know, year and then come in and still be considered a true you know, not a true rookie, but a rookie. And since that you know, they, they don't have the actual NBA game speed experience, it never seemed to bother me before. But Matic raised raises some really good points that they do get a lot of benefits traveling with the road schedule alone of an eighty two game and having to play and practice and wake up and manage all that. It's it's